just had the longest room tone break at the beginning of the episode that we have ever had. Oh, we tried so hard not to laugh. Because there was so much background noise. What was so, it? Um, first, me, it right? was, first no. it was children on Stola's side, and then it was my background sounds. So, yeah, it, it's cool now. <laughs> so, I am Super Vegan Brian, and I am joined by Somnambulist Stolas. Somnambulus? It means sleepwalker. <laughs> okay. He we'll, researched we'll, that shit. I just we'll, want you to know that. He did we'll not workshop it. We'll, we'll workshop it. We'll workshop we'll, it. We'll we, we will keep. We will keep trying until I we love, have I a valid you. nickname. Sleepless for now. Sleepless I will focus on liter, alliteration. <laughs> if it helps, Stolas is a demon. Okay. Who else is here, Brian? Um. Um. The third. Yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> the third. And just the third. <laughs> who ha- who is now orbiting close to a black hole where temporal <laughs> phenomena is traveling slower than our own reality. Cursey Smurf Erica. Oh, uh. she ate the wrong thing today, guys. She's having a great time. Uh, are the clouds higher today? We are going to talk about episodic television versus story arcs. In television, but first, David, you have to do it. Oh, the black hole okay. interferes with the intro. Right, sorry. <laughs> uh, but first, we're gonna play everyone's favorite game: What's Nerdy with You? The game where we talk about the nerdy things we've done in the past couple of weeks, and then we vote on them using Mike Myler's patented widget system. Almost, it's almost right. I'm, I'm, I'm the backup for a reason. It sounded perfectly <laughs> fine to me. I thought it was great. Yeah, you got, know what? I think it. he, I think he did it better. He should replace you. <laughs> Oh, you're going to burn in hell, sir. Burn in hell. Stolas, you're I the only would. one who is short enough to replace Erica. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I am short. You know what? And you know what? Most trans femmes would be happy to be this short. Most of them are tall, and it makes them very upset. <laughs> so. No, no, no. I want to try, Brian. I want to try. Okay. You, you got to do the intro part. We're talking about something, but first. But first, we're going to play everyone's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You, where we all talk about the nerdiest thing we've done in the last two weeks, and we vote using the Pentet Mike Myler widget system. See, the recording button, <laughs> the, the play the recording button still works. <laughs> You know, you really do need to save a copy of that for posterity one of these days. I'm, I'm so glad we did this twice, guys. <laughs> oh, well, it's a good thing we did because you go first, Stolas. Uh, maybe skip me right now. I got to go check my kids. They are screaming. So move on. I will do it next. I promise. 
David. Every time. Every time. Uh, <laughs> uh, I haven't done too much nerdy stuff. I've been trying to set something up possibly for our future, but uh, we'll learn more about that as time goes on. But that's and if you much... want to learn about it sooner, you could listen to our bonus episode. Yes. On patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio, where for a small donation every month, you get all sorts of bonus content. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll wheedle out of me what uh, I am not saying now. Ha ha ha. So, uh, yeah, I did a lot of that and just my normal gaming stuff. Uh, spent uh, Sunday last weekend at the Sherman Oaks uh, um, uh, Street Fair. That was interesting. Helping me. I literally missed all of that start over. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um. I did some stuff for the podcast and I uh, I uh, worked at a street fair on Sunday. I, I sat at a booth at a street fair in Sherman Oaks on Sunday. Last Based. week, that was fun. Does that mean you were collecting money or you were going to the back? <clears throat> no, I was um, I was actually helping uh, show off a, a, a product at a booth. Oh, I was trying to make a joke about you working the street, but yeah, uh, we'll go with that too. I see, yes. Uh, what about you, Erica? What's, what's dirty with you? No, it's Stolas' turn. We skip Stolas. We gotta go back to Stolas. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. We guess. can't. We can't go back. We gotta go forward. To no, we we'll run back. Let's go. Okay. What? What was nerdy with Stolas? Let's see. Okay. So I have decided that I wanted to try and get a firearm. So I have been researching all the different options and things that go into building your own because apparently you you could do more than just buy a whole one you can build them <laughs> and uh as a person who enjoys building their own stuff like building my own computer i was like i would like to try to build my own firearm so i went from knowing basically nothing to knowing about the different types of riflings the different types of metals lower receivers upper receivers bolt carrier groups like what are good metals for this thing what are bad metals what should you do here what makes a good bolt carrier group what makes a good barrel what makes a good trigger like i went from knowing nothing at all to like i i know quite a bit now so you can like disassemble a gun like completely i haven't like done that part yet i'd have to like get the stuff and do that yes they were doing a lot of research about it and learning you know what goes with what what doesn't no i got that but my i guess my my point in that question is like if you were researching like all those different scenarios you would in theory be able to break one down and like pull it apart and be able to talk about each part of it right well i think there's a bit of a difference between like researching like reading and watching videos and things like that and actually (laughs) holding it and doing you probably would be better off than somebody who'd never watched any of that stuff before. Have you ever handled one before? Yes, I have. I think that's incredibly nerdy. Mm-hmm. I I've known a lot of people who've gotten into the into the building and customizing yeah. gun hobby, and it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I've learned a lot of really interesting things. Firearms are a lot more um interesting than i first thought there is a lot of very cool things that go into the workings of how a firearm works and they all don't work the same i i was kind of like in the impression that a lot of firearms kind of really worked in very similar ways and i was very wrong even like firearms in in a similar group like two two different pistols like handguns would not work the same two different rifles would not work the same like they are everything is very different um and it was really cool to me i was like wow this is this is far more intricate and far more complex than i first thought (laughs) i have to say one of the most fun things i've ever done was um shotgun shooting Mm. big giant balls of flame (laughs) 
<laughs> so First, cool. I've never I've never shot a shotgun. Um uh, I got a I got a nine millimeter um what was it two years ago or so and learned how to you know take uh, it apart and clean it and you know load it all that sort of stuff. It, I mean it is a lot more intricate. I mean, I've never thought about like how you would break one down past like where you would normally, but I think that was pretty cool. So, you know, like it, watching, have you ever watched those cars be built? Like they have like the short, like they speed, sped it up for like they're putting the engine together and stuff like that. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, I've seen all yeah. the timeline. Yeah, I've, seen, I've seen things that, yeah, I've seen things like that. Yeah, I've seen yeah, people so- who break down engines and wash the parts in the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's what i'm saying i had never really thought about uh pulling one apart like that so i think that's really cool no it's yeah. a lot of fun uh, i was an owner for several years yeah okay. i think yeah i think that hobby is amazing okay lynn um what has been nerdy with you this week i assume you mean me erica um and my man <laughs> that's okay i know we we talked about that earlier the whole yeah so anyways um my nerdy thing is i finished up the rings of power and it's been a while since i had read the cimmerillion it's been a and, while i know right um and so and so i was like you know i really don't think i have read the appendix of the Lord of the Rings, which is what the Rings of Power is supposed to be pulling from because they can't really pull from the Cimmerillion. And so I went through and I reread it just so that I understood what parts they could pull into the movie and which parts they couldn't. It was really cool. That was my nerdy thing. Awesome. Those appendices I, can be very difficult to get through. I also haven't <laughs> read the Cimmerillion yet. It's very, very my grandfather, dry. My grandfather's read it like a bajillion times because he's a mega nerd. I don't think the Cimmerillion's really dry. You I must love have that. skipped the chapters about dwarven lineage. I did not. <laughs> I have heard if you get past the lineage stuff, it gets pretty good. And you oh, just gotta it's... like you just gotta get through oh. that. Oh god. <laughs> no, oh. see, I love all that stuff. I love mm. it's probably why Look, I it love gets it to a point of where I don't care anymore. <laughs> get on with it. <laughs> No, I so when I when I read it, I build like a timeline in my head, like on a map of Middle Earth, and then like kind of like trace where everyone is and where they're going and where their family is. Like I do that in my head as I'm like reading it, and that's very. I like timelines and I like maps. God damn it! Right, I enjoy the Cimmerillion. Awesome. I'm glad you enjoy it. I can't stand it. It's boring. (laughs) I mean, I've read it, but oh my god, no, thank you. Whatever. All right, Brian. What was nerdy with you? I built an Asian moon bridge on a diagonal waterway in Minecraft. Nice. The nerdy part (laughs) is that I posted the photos on Reddit and Facebook in a Minecraft group and went back and forth with other Minecraft nerds on how it could be better. Mm, That's pretty nerdy. And then I did a conference call with one of our server mates and installed mods for. So. God damn it, Brian. Wow. What? Doing tech support even in your off hours. Yep. Exactly. I so I guess I had spent some time just researching mods and installing gameplay mods. Oh yeah, the funny thing, I should probably share that here too. So Heather made a mud farm and I had the mods installed and didn't realize that I had the mod installed that automatically switches your tool for the appropriate block. And I I, I didn't disable it. I was doing something else that was using that tool and I didn't turn it off. And Heather goes, go ahead and try out the mud farm I just made. And I clicked on it and pickaxed through the whole thing and blew out the back. 
<laughs> oh, Jesus. Water was flying everywhere. And Heather then attacked me with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> as 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 right rightly she should have um she put it back together and i was semi-forgiven after you respond yeah so she called me is... a fucking cheater that uses mods and broke her broke her um again her farm rightly justified <laughs> <laughs> what I... is the purpose of a mud farm in minecraft i haven't played minecraft in years oh, so what is um, a mud farm so do? a mud farm makes mud blocks from dirt and then you can use those mud blocks as mud blocks or you can use them to make packed mud and you can use the packed mud to make mud bricks the mud blocks can also be combined with mangrove roots to make muddy mangrove roots and they're all blocks with different colors and textures so mud is like a dark dark brown muddy mangrove roots are have a root texture on them mud bricks are like adobe bricks and packed mud is like packed adobe so it's all about just getting different blocks for, for different building colors yeah. for building got it okay. um for normal minecraft stuff for technical minecraft mud um is like a pick like i think it's a pixel or two shorter than a regular block so you can use it on top of a hopper and drain things into it so you they, it has applications in technical minecraft the height Neato. of the block isn't it so it's treated like a transparent block yeah the um the fact that you use the term technical minecraft just kind of blew my mind a little bit oh you did know that someone built a computer inside Minecraft, right? Yep. Oh, and there's that cool, there's that dope library. Oh, yeah, the library. The, yeah. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a the library. library of Alexandria, isn't it? They they made a library inside Minecraft with all the banned books in every country. Yeah. Yeah, that so Anybody cool. in any country can access and read them. Mm -hmm. Oh, and yeah. it looks like, and it, and they, and they made it look so beautiful. Yeah, they made it look too. really cool. They made oh, it look like so a big nice. epic library. I wonder what stops people from going there and like just not destroying it. Uh, they probably have it so they can't. It's probably an adventure mode, so you can't break blocks, and um, you know, there's admins. Smart. Yeah, smart. they built it, then they turned it, they turned it off, so you couldn't fuck with it. Yeah, the um. The adventure mode is used for that, and you use command blocks to make blocks breakable. Yeah, Very command smart. blocks is a whole scripting language in the admin side of Minecraft. Sweet Jesus. Very okay, smart. Okay, I, I want you guys to know, I just went through an entire emotional roller coaster listening to you guys talk about Minecraft, which started oh with which started with <laughs> Brian talking about mundane, like, pixels changing into other things, into other things, which really just sounds like really hard real life in, like, a video game. And so I was like, fuck it. This is stupid. All the way to they made this really beautiful place. And I'm like, how on earth can you make a beautiful place with pixels? And then right. ending up with that's a really cool thing that they put all these banned books. And maybe I don't feel as negatively about Minecraft as I thought I did. It was I an can... entire roller coaster. The whole thing. I've never played Minecraft, by the way. So I, I just want to tell you, Erica, I think you mean voxels. Yeah, they're not oh, pixels. They're you. voxels. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I hate you so much right now. I know. God damn it. No, not you. <laughs> so it is very clear that Stolas is going to be in the Minecraft episode, obviously. 
because <laughs> we haven't can actually played, talk about it. Well, I've not played in a long time, so you're going to know a lot more than me. But yeah, I could be in there. I was there when Minecraft was still like Minecraft beta. So you'd have perspectives that I don't have. I mean, they didn't have beds back then. Nope, they did Why are not. beds important? So you can sleep and make the day pass. Uh, so you can make the night pass to go back to day so the monsters don't kill you. I mean, it's also where you take your lady friends back or your guy friends, depending <laughs> on how you I, look at it. I remember the way that you would remember your like location of your base in case you ever died was we would just build giant fucking stone towers <laughs> so giant that you could see them from anywhere in the map. You know, what's so. funny is I still do that to find things because I watch people that have been playing for a long time. Yeah, that's from beta days when there wasn't bed. So like if you ever need to remember where your base was, we would just make mega like 100 block towers yeah so the game operates on a day night cycle and at night monsters come out and it's it's scary hard for someone who hasn't played before it's like the worst but once you've played for a while you you kind of get the knack of it can't you just like build a house and close the door that was the initial strategy before beds existed was you make some kind of shelter to hide in and once you realize wh whacking a rock with a stick turns it into an axe <laughs> well i mean well, that works what? until like you start hearing the hissing sound <laughs> the crafting system in that game is asinine and it makes no what? fucking sense what's the hissing sound about oh the hissing sound is caused by creepers they make a hissing sound and then they explode they get too close to you they start flashing and then they blow up and it's one of the worst monsters in the game because it's a building game and it's a creature that can blow up and destroy the thing you built. Oh. That's yeah, fucked yeah. up. Yeah, there's also these things called Endermen that run that they're they look they're big skinny tall black monsters that if you look at them, you make eye contact with them, they scream at you in static and chase after you and teleport around trying to get you. And if you don't make them hostile, they wander around the world stealing blocks and moving them around. Yeah, that's not fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah, so they'll so they'll just go Jesus up and like Christ, take, guys. and just like take your door. <laughs> no, they they can only take um I think it's dirt and stone or just Oh, uh, okay, okay. They must yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, no no thanks. I like yeah. to be able to sleep at night. Thank you. Yeah. They they make the most horrifying sound when you look at them. Awesome. <laughs> if you keep looking at them, they can't attack you. You just Joy. have to continue to stare at something going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, this it's pretty, conversation. Yeah, it's pretty weird. It's pretty weird, oh my man. God. All right, you so voting. Uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> all right. I had to go first. David. So I am going to begrudgingly give Brian three of my widgets, dick, and then I'm going to give one to Stolas and one to Erica. And I'm going to give David all of my widgets. Oh, thank you. Because and... he did stuff for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and Stolas. Um, I will give two to David. I will give two to Erica. Wait, okay. And then one to Brian. Yeah. And yeah, I am going to give all of my widgets to Amoeba for um, introducing me to the game that I've been playing. That's fair. The, ori the original person to introduce me. Um, Heather is the one who kind of convinced me. But I, I, my first contact with the game was when Amoeba was really little and playing, sure. playing it with her on her mm -hmm. Xbox. I got an interdimensional text from Mikey. He says he gives all of his widgets to Heather. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I have a feeling Michael would have given them to me because... Because he would no, really like I have the, the text thing right I was here. talking about. Okay. I, I have the text right here. 
I'll, I'll believe you. Yeah, we can't like, show the phone because it would show personal information. But yeah, just trust David. That I, I trust David, I guess. Well, David won. I mean, yeah, it really doesn't matter crap. who gave whose vote. True, true, true. I mean, even if Mikey gave all his votes to you, Stolas, David still would have won. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, I haven't won in a while. Awesome. I, wow, I feel the love, guys. If you want to know what it, what I did to earn all these widgets, join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash nerdpodcast radio. Yeah, do it, you know, guys. Give me doing, money. We've been doing this for so long, you would think this game would just be like, yay, we play the game and blah, 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 blah. But there is a weird feeling you get when you win this thing. Right? It is, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's so random because yes, it doesn't I'm matter. The nerds today. <laughs> Unless you do something really fun fucking impressive it's kind of random who wins yeah. i just want to let y'all know when you win it's like oh i've won yeah yes yeah. you know i'm, what? I'm yeah. king of the nerds yeah Can't that's it what i think is... with my widgets yeah what i think it is is you're just like you're like i'm the nerdiest person this week yes when i was king of the forest <laughs> 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 okay i love that oh my God. thank you for coming to nerd podcast radio today stay nerdy stay <laughs> and stay awesome we're ending this show over oh i'm sorry i had to oh there. that was great oh <sighs> speaking of wizard of oz we're talking about episodic tv versus arc tv today <laughs> Okay. Or episodic. Nice, uh, ni- nice one wheel there, Brian. Episodic. Episodic. What? 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 Episodic. Episodic. I said episodic. Speaking of episodic, I had a Dr. Pepper earlier. Jesus Christ, dude. Brian, <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of hate you right now. <laughs> that one hurt, Brian. That one hurt. I took sanity damage from that one, man. That's my cue to go to the script. Television has a number of formats. You can have an episodic format where each story is self-contained with a beginning, middle, and end. You can also have a long story over multiple seasons, like one big interconnected movie. This is called an arc. Is one better? We're here to talk about it today. Or as they would say on Good Mythical More... Ah, as they would say on Good Mythical Morning... Let's talk about it. <laughs> say that five times fast. No, don't. All right. <laughs> no, the thing you have to say quickly is now we're going to spin the wheel of mythicality. <laughs> now we're going to spin the wheel yeah, of mythicality. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, Move I have on, a guys. shout out to someone... Good Mythical Morning. I have to say, why are we saying someone time. else's catchphrases? I just want to say they're a fun podcast. They're a fun YouTube show that's mm. sort of podcast like to watch. Rat and Link are really amazing internet personalities that have done all sorts of crazy stuff that you've probably seen and didn't know it was them. They did a lot of those viral internet commercials that went super viral and people just thought they were funny things they found online, but they were made by Rhett and Link and they were actually used as commercials by those businesses. Mm. Yeah, I see. So speaking of non-related content, we're talking about television today. Um, To stick with the order established by our game, David, Okay. why Uh, do you prefer one form of story storytelling over the other well and which one it's not that i prefer one over the other it depends on the story that's being told some stories damn it taking my answer better suited that's what happens when i go first damn it uh some stories are much better suited to being told in a longer form where it's you're watching pieces of a single story instead of individual stories that may fit together in certain ways like a lot of episodic shows would 
do. Um, a lot of your classic TV, your classic sitcoms and stuff were very episodic. Yet they also had overarching themes as well. But the modern day shows like your Game of Thrones and uh, the newer shows that came out, Rings of Power, uh, um, the She-Hulk, all that stuff. While they might have a little bit of episodicness to them, for the most part, they're just continuing one long story and taking breaks every now and then. And it, like, it works for some things. It works for it. It doesn't work for others. See, I have a different viewpoint on that. Well, it's your I turn, so that, by all means. I Wait, wouldn't that... it be my turn? Would? Yeah, it would be. It would be Scolas' turn. Do you want to answer the same question? Yeah, I think I kind of want to answer the same question. Yeah, go that ahead. Question. Okay, here we go. So, I was going to say something very similar to David, but he stole my answer, and now I'm angry. So, I had to actually think, what would an answer be if I had to pick a favorite of these two? And I guess my answer would be, I prefer long arcs now that now my true answer would be like david's i think it depends i think both serve their purpose i like episodic for when i'm just like i'm chilling i'm not like i don't really want to like put a lot of focus and like emotional like i, I put a lot of emotional like weight into something i just want to chill and veg on the show but i do find long story art have that like emotional punch that, that like at the end of it you're just like like sometimes you almost feel like oh i feel like i'm a different person after watching that so like a good example is me and my partner we were watching um edge runners the new anime the new cyberpunk anime and at the end of that thing oh my god we were crying we were bawling we were just like we were holding each other we were like oh my god and so there is just something very special that you get out of a long story arc that's done well that you like you just don't get from like a lot of like cute fun episodic stuff so i guess if i had to pick a favorite i'd say long arc but they both serve a very important purpose so i have a different viewpoint of this Mm. and that is that every story has to be some sort of blend and the reason for that is that you need to essentially have like the carrot on the stick right for the mind to keep somebody interested it has to be intriguing enough that that long story form um becomes something that you know they have to track down it's kind of like uh in the show bones like it was that it will they won't they thing that went on for like i don't know seven seasons or something like that and that is something that if the viewers into the story is going to follow all the way through no matter how long it is That's why you can get so many seasons out of something. But even within that, you're going to have multiple storylines, right? So like if you think of like the Rings of Power right now, um, She-Hulk even, there's different characters that have different storylines that are going on. And if you notice when you're watching them, each episode is going to give you some sort of resolution to some part of the storyline whether it's a short resolution or a long resolution, whatever the conflict that they've put in the story is for for that episode, right? So that's the part that you can say is episodic, but that's what's needed for the reward centers of the brains. Because if we didn't have something going on, whether we're talking about something that is just within a single episode, along with that arc that you're going to get to the end of, if you didn't have these tiny hits of dopamine for the brain, you're going to lose people in the story. You're going to lose your audience. And so I think all shows to some degree, whether we're talking about a long arc or those that are strictly episodic, are going to have to have those 
pieces that hit the reward center of the brain. And usually some mix of both is what is most successful. It's not that each episode has to be a self-contained story, but each episode has to have a beginning, middle, end with the normal story beats you would have in a story. Otherwise, the pacing would be really, really hard to watch. Like if they took all the cuts out in between like Stranger Things and didn't have that up and down in each episode, you would get bored a lot faster. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I mean, we're really starting to push the line because we're getting into times when they make a show that's meant to binge all at once. So you end up with a different yeah. kind of idea. And those kind of shows don't really work in an episodic format without arcs because it'd just be like bang, 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 bang. It'd almost be too much. Yeah. And then you get your animated shows like your Bob's Burgers, your Family Guy, your stuff like that that are endlessly episodic. Um, mm-hmm. And then you get the mix like Rick and Morty. Yeah. And they actually go meta and make fun of the whole arc and say it's just going to be episodic. Yeah. And I, I think it's that way both because personal tastes are so different. And I mean, yeah, you could do everything one, one way, but it would only appeal to the people that enjoy that sort of thing. I uh, I know people that can't stand watching ir- irreverent episodes af- one after another. <laughs> I have to say, watching a bunch all at once, I've seen people burn out on Rick and Morty because it's too much. Mm. It's like, wow, they made an incest, jo- an incest joke three episodes in a row. Wow. I never felt that way. It's like I watching, haven't either. It's like watching a lot of uh, a lot of Monty Python all at once. Some people just can't take it. <laughs> I honestly got a little tired of Rick and Morty, not because of the show itself, but because of the fans. Holy crap. Rick and Morty has probably the worst fan base ever. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. I'm a fan. What are you trying to say right now, Willis? Rick and Morty has a, t- a sect of their fan base that's toxic. It's yes, not, they are not the, the worst entire fans the fan base. The obviously worst fans the in the world are, I'll let you finish my sentence, David. Star Wars fans, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are literally the worst, myself included. And I also like Star Wars. Yeah, welcome welcome to, to the like club. That. We suck. But not to that degree. Not to be like, <laughs> I'm going to be an asshole. I never get toxic about anything. Ah, no. That's a lie. What do I get what, toxic me? about, Stolas? I don't know. I'm just fucking with you, dude. <laughs> I mean, you've known me for a long time, both in person and virtual. I rarely even get irritated. <laughs> you're, a lot, you're a lot shorter virtually. I will say that. Yeah, that's true. I must I, have some sort of magic power. I'm really good at irritating you. What are you talking about? <laughs> Not for a long time. It Think takes you about- while. It takes you while to learn the right buttons, push. I mean, think of all the times I've visited you in the past 15 years. Mm-hmm. It's been a very long time since you've been able to irritate me. That's a good point. Yep. Oh, my God, I've lost my touch. <laughs> <laughs> to quote uh, to quote um, one of my favorite performances in a Star Wars film, uh, uh, they shall double their efforts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure you can find a step stool. <laughs> Damn. Only if I can get your head far enough out of the clouds. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to say something totally different. I thought you were like, unless you could get your head out of the clouds. Like, wow, <laughs> going aggro. 
Oh man. No, because so, he makes a short joke. I make a tall joke. That's how that's how we balance out. Let's call the whole thing off. So I'm gonna go um I'm just gonna bounce this around the room. Let's send the question to everybody. Um I'll go Erica Stolas, David. Um is your favorite show episodic or art? How does the form of storytelling infect your enjoyment? Um my favorite TV show is both. You have and to share what it is too. It does. What my favorite TV show? What the show is too. Yeah, yeah. I should I should have included that in the set in the question. Yeah, you weren't very specific. Yeah, I was trying to avoid the what is your favorite TV show trope that we've used in ninety percent of our outlines. But yeah, Brian, you're being very at uh Atlantic, not very Pacific. Wow. I missed something. I'm okay with uh, that. She said specific. Uh, I want to clarify that Erica uh, actually no, she did. pronounced no, the she word did. correctly. She did. she did pronounce it correctly. I'm just being Dulles funny. Didn't, I'm being man. funny. Oh, that was, I'm, uh, being, I'm being punny. Very punny. Uh, I think I'm I think I'm floating. I, I'm just in that one. absolute <laughs> suspense on what the show is. What's your favorite TV show? <laughs> 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 you don't know my favorite TV show? I yet? don't. What is it? That's I, why I'm asking you. Our listeners don't. Oh, it's the <laughs> X-Files. Yes. Ah, that was very episodic. Yeah. Well, yes and no. The first season was very much so. low burn arcs. It did. Yes. Yeah. But it was yeah. also very episodic. I mean, <laughs> being that the black oil was introduced very early on, and mm-hmm. I mean, it got referenced in the freaking reboot refresh thing there in are, the movie there are and in the movie of the entire series that are called the monster of the week yeah <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not saying that there isn't there definitely is that's yeah. what made it so interesting oh when it came and, down to it x-files was mostly episodic but it had yeah. really strong arcs yeah and, and that's the thing is like the first season they didn't even know if this was it was gonna like hold on right it was like a complete gamble you know bouncing off a of twin peak and so the very first season was was you know it got great ratings and they're like all right we're gonna do a season two and that's when they start pulling pieces from season one and create this very slow burn arc like i remember going who is the cigarette smoking man oh my god who is he yeah the conspiracy arc is great and you're gonna find most most shows pre-2000s to have loose arcs more episodic because DVRs weren't around, streaming mm-hmm. shows weren't around, and they wanted people to be able to watch the show from any point and enjoy it. And if it was too arced out, that was hard to do. Yeah, two-part episodes were not done very often because you had to watch them in order oftentimes. Or... Yeah. yeah. Yo, what do you guys think about Netflix deciding that they're going to stop doing the whole, like, giving all the episodes at once so that people can't bi- so that people could binge and instead of doing that they're going to just start giving like one episode at a time it's a good model it, it makes think sense that it won't last very long because a lot of people myself included don't like watching things one at a time people I, are I so mean, you mad can wait about until it they're done but i i think from a business perspective it's a good model i think a lot of people won't be happy with it but it all right disney plus is doing it it's working for them and it's working for the, a lot of the other streaming services. Yeah, HBO and stuff in, in the whole. And I get the business side of it, right? Because if you dump something all at once, somebody has to sign up for a month, watch everything they want to watch and drop it. Yeah. When you well, have at least eight episodes in a season, if not 12, then 
if you're dropping one each week, you've gone from one month of revenue from that individual to three. Yeah. Plus, it makes sense from a production standpoint. You don't have to have everything done beforehand completely. You can still be you can work on stuff as, as you're releasing. And if you um, if your viewers see an episode they really like, they have a week to talk about it and tell people to watch the show. Yep. Yeah. No, it makes yeah. sense. I just yeah. it's, I don't know, it defeats the purpose of the streaming platform, in my opinion. But I guess eventually cable's going to stop being TV's going to stop being a thing as we know it, and it's going to change to uh, pretty much streaming anyways. So yeah, I I think it it it's really cool that you can binge. It's just it's not sustainable. Mm. Yeah, and at I, least for new content, like they have to be able to put. Been, I mean, Netflix can't get rid of all their binging, right? Like all their old libraries. But as as new con, I mean, as it, the new content comes out, it makes perfect sense. Like you're saying, Brian. Oh yeah, no, it's a, it's yeah, it's 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 the way that they've been doing television for decades. <laughs> and the neat thing about it is, you still have a choice. You just have to maybe wait four months, yeah. and then you can go in and watch spending, the whole thing. Spending months getting spoiled just so you can watch it all at once. Yep. Mm-hmm. I I mean, it helps that I'm barely on social media. I'm pretty good about not getting spoiled. Mm. I I've been going on Reddit a lot more lately though, and that's been I get things spoiled on there sometimes. I didn't even watch the trailer for Obi Wan before I saw it. I I was really happy about that. I managed to pull that off. You know what? I must have really good friends because whenever there's like a thing going on i don't i don't get spoiled on my on my social medias nobody nobody spoils i must have the best friends dumbledore dies i don't care about harry potter anymore fuck i I should have said snape killed dumbledore i i remember when that book came out and three days later t-shirt hell.com had a t-shirt that said dumbledore dies on page 600 and whatever yeah do you do you know what happened to me that day no I waited in line for the book and we got it. And me and a bunch of friends we were sitting there in high school. We were all sitting reading it. And this person, this friend of ours who like read the whole book the, that night came up and she was like, oh my God, Dumbledore dies. Wow. All of us. We were like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I just, I remember that, that, that t-shirt specifically becoming a thing like three days after that book came out. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, Stolas, favorite show, episodic or arc? How does it affect your enjoyment of it? What is your favorite show? Oh my God. Know? What is my favorite show? I don't. All right. I will let you think about Shit. it, David. Do I even have a favorite show? Uh, if I had to pick one, I'd have to say MASH. Ooh. If I had to pick, gun to my head, I'd have to pick one show, it'd be MASH. Now, how would you define that show when it comes to story structure? It is extremely episodic with the, they with some very, very broad, broad arcs. Yeah, I would even call them arcs it's yeah, just more it's like continuity. character development and continuity yeah. yeah it's it's very episodic though i mean they do the years do progress through this through the 11 seasons of the show and there's reasons for the cast changes i mean they don't yes. just do them yeah they tell you what happened to the character that left mm-hmm. well several of them but yeah yeah i would i would definitely be it was it's an episodic show and then mash mash would be the one love that show I, I will let's put it this way i will never not watch mash yeah i agree i like mash Mash is good. <laughs> Mash is what got me interested in watching the Marx Brothers. Mm, ah, great stuff. On on my bookshelf behind me, I actually have a script of um the unmade Marx Brothers movie that Salvador Dali was supposed to direct. Ooh, interesting. 
Yeah, actually, I think it's on that shelf. It might be on the other bookshelf. That's fine. I don't remember what it was called. I, I It has a crazy name. Stolas, you done thinking? Yeah, I guess if I had to pick my favorite show, I'd probably say Avatar The Last Airbender, to be honest. It's a really great show. Yeah. It was it had because it had everything in it. It had great comedy. It had great drama. It had romance. It had moments that made you cry. Like it, it had amazing story arcs. It had a redemption arc and a realistic redemption arc, not some like bullshit redemption arc. Like it was a realistic redemption arc where the person being redeemed actually had to work hard for people to accept them and to like accept their apology. Like it wasn't just like right away, like, oh, I'm a good guy now. And everybody was like, okay, they were like, no, we still don't trust you, bro. You like try to kill us. Like it was very good. So if I had to explain what the show is like, I I feel like it's almost like a little bit of a hybrid. Like it's mostly story arc. Like 90% of it is long form story arc, but it did have its like episodic filler episodes you can so, you can watch any episode out of order except for the two-parters and it makes sense yeah like anybody much. could watch any episode of avatar out of order and it would they, make sense they really right. explain what's going on all the yeah. time it's right like they do a good job of explaining things but there is still a long-form story arc exactly. like i don't know like they somehow managed to hybrid both so well oh it's such a good show <laughs> I'm really like, happy like, you brought Avatar up because I've never talked about how I got into Avatar on um, the podcast before. Go ahead. Um, my best friend and I were hanging out and he had, they. Um, I think his son was three-ish, three or four. I don't remember. And he goes, oh my God, we got to watch this show. And we watched every DVD of Avatar he had till three in the morning. Jesus. And okay. I was Whoa. like, it was the best. And it was before, I think it was book one and two. I, I don't know if book three okay. had been out yet. Um, yeah, I think it was book one and two because I think I got introduced to Toph watching it on my own. Or was Toph in two? I don't know. I, I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, the cat thing is talking. We have a talking food bowl for the cat. <laughs> That's funny. Um, my favorite show. Yes. Um, this was sort of the inspiration for me coming up with this topic. I thought you asking me was. I thought about it uh, when it, the, the show popped into my head and that gave me the idea. Got it. Um. Babylon 5. Mm. Oh, fuck that show. It is almost... <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. It, Sheldon <laughs> Cooper just jumped into the podcast. Jesus. Such hatred. So angry. <laughs> so quickly. No. No. I, okay. I remember watching it with my dad when I was a kid. And I was like, woo, this is fun. And then Chris wanted to rewatch it. <clears throat> with me and Brian just happened to bring up it was on HBO or something and uh Chris was like oh we're gonna watch it and I was like okay it's and a I big deal to watch, watch it from the beginning it is it's a lot <laughs> yeah so we sat down to watch it from the beginning and the first episode which is more like a movie than an episode I was like all right all right not too bad not too bad and then we watched episode two and then three. And then by the time we got to five, I was like, I can't. The show is just getting worse. Why the first is it season isn't worse? great. <laughs> no, it's not. And I'm like, oh, and I stopped at episode five. I told him, I'm sorry, I can't do this. I is it, I mean, is it Bruce Boxleitner on that show? I don't remember names. The, when when the when the second leader of the 
station shows up, it gets much better. Yeah, I think they got different writers or something. Okay, if, if you guys tell me where I need to start and not on the first one, I'll try watching I, it. You got to watch the first season. It's an arc show. It They call back the first season three seasons later. It's oh. famous for that, that yeah. they, they lead a seed in the first season. There's actually a seed that's brought up in the first episode that's not touched on again till three seasons later, and it's one of the most amazing things on television <laughs> and the show gets a lot of credit for that yeah but at talk, like talk a about lot a of shows, a lot of shows the first season is hard to get through it's it's not great yeah i couldn't get through the first season of the office either i mean try but, watching the first season of star trek the next generation if you haven't watched it in a long time it's, it's fun i enjoy it's it pretty hard to watch oh man is that oh and yeah it's, it's got terrible, the just say but... no episode <laughs> oh i haven't i haven't watched that in a long time either you know what go i think i'm gonna never watch anything that i remember fondly again because like i downloaded code and i know this is a game not a tv show but follow me here i remember loving kotar i love the fuck out of kotar i played that thing so much mm -hmm. and then it was like sorry go ahead that wasn't on purpose wrong button <laughs> so anyways i bought kotar it was like 20 bucks and I went to play it, mm -hmm. and it was like, it's awful. Why is it so awful? It's so hard to play, <laughs> and it well, looks terrible. I don't remember it looking terrible. Yeah. And so then I felt bad. Yeah. So, you you bringing up this show reminds me, another great show that I really loved was um, Deep Space Nine. Oh, it's mm. so good. I remember watching that with my dad, too, and I enjoyed it. And you could watch that from the first season. It actually has a really good first season. Okay. That one and does, yeah. Deep Space Nine, it was almost like they were copying Babylon 5 when they started adding arcs, but they couldn't add arcs until Gene Roddenberry died. Yeah. Best Star Trek. Best Star Trek. Uh, and David. I'm partial to uh, Next Gen, and I mean, it does start with the Fairpoint Station affair, which does get called back in the final in the final season. It also gets called back the episode where Picard's traveling through time. Okay. I would love to see some kind of revival of Deep Space Nine. It, it would be a lot easier to do than Next Gen, because, I mean, it's a static station that was already really old. It's not going anywhere. You could just do another show with people on it. I mean, that's a good point. Hopefully it starts better than the first one did. Yeah, if memory serves, it doesn't get destroyed or anything. Yeah. No. I don't know. It was all right. It wasn't my favorite. I, I, honestly, I liked Voyager more than I liked DS9. Yeah. I, I, DS9 was my favorite because I liked the interpersonal conflict, but I liked Voyager too. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't think there's a Star Trek I don't like. I, I even I'm enjoy Discovery. I haven't really watched any of the new ones, so I, I, haven't, I have no real opinion. I haven't much of what's going on. Strange New Worlds is really good. Mm. It They returned, so they do have some continuity of art, but it's mostly episodic because they kept the format of the original series. Interesting. Yeah, and the ship uses the same color scheme. The shapes are the same, but they made them out of modern materials and, like, okay. fancied everything up. I mean, it it's also shot in HD, so... All I know about that series is the memes and the fan art I've seen. I don't know anything about that. Mm. Yeah, what are some of them? Nothing you can talk about in Polite Company. Oh. We have Polite Company? Wow, wow. Google it. If you want to hear more about that, we're not going to talk about that on our bonus episode. <laughs> hey, David. Yes. David, David. What? Chocolate is delicious. Yes, it is. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
enjoy it for me. I haven't been able to have chocolate in, uh, in, in over a year now. Yeah. I will. Well, that was favorite show. I got off of the outline. Let's go back to it. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, uh, let's see. What's the worst show with arcs? Like, what's a show that's so fucking complicated with story arcs that it's unwatchable? I, I will look for chime-ins on this one. Oh, my God. There's I'm a right answer. Uh, okay, what's the right answer? lost yeah oh yeah, yeah. No. No. <laughs> there's other shows that are convoluted messes but no no then i definitely agree on that one um it was intriguing though don't tell me it wasn't it was so popular everybody was like what's happening and i, I, I think it's because the writers didn't know what was i happening. checked out after the stupid smoke polar bear bullshit like, no, i'm done I, I don't care anymore <laughs> um, oh i didn't watch it until i think um amoeba was four yeah see we watched from the beginning so no, i watched it like crash, when it was way like, over oh, what the hell's going on yeah has i watched anybody, it when it was way over this isn't the bad one but has anybody here watched fringe uh, i tried I, I've to seen some of it um i couldn't just in case you get a chance to watch it i'm not gonna spoil this too badly but i will talk in broad term the show is like an x-files ripoff mm-hmm. for most of the first season it's episodic self-contained doesn't seem to have any kind of arc at all then it goes off the rails and turns into this like crazy sci-fi arc content like continuous story that goes so crazy off the rails you'd never expect and it works and it's amazing Hmm. um when i first saw it on tv i was like this is just a bad X-Files clone. And somebody talked See, that's me in- why I couldn't get past the first season. I watched like the first three episodes and I was like, this is a bad X-Files clone. I've and I was never, like, I've never seen Lost ever. Some, Not a single Well, this episode. isn't Lost. This is this Fringe. Is fringe. Oh, Fringe. Yeah. My bad. I've never seen that one either. Um, uh-huh. Somebody talked well, me into streaming TV. it. Somebody talked me into streaming it and it... I, I got through the first season and I was like, all right. And it got a little bit better near the end of the first season. And then the second season, it's like, without spoiling anything, it will catch you off guard the direction it goes. And then everything in the first season starts connecting and making sense. And huh. you don't see it coming. Huh. It's hmm. it's really wild how good it is. Um, the acting is phenomenal. Um, but it there's layers underneath everything it's not like mystery boxes like in lost there's pre-planned layers flowing underneath the story and as those layers get peeled back you go oh uh, and the, the onion effect i gotcha the crazy thing is is they did a finale season where they basically um they finished everything they finished they closed every single loop they closed every single story mm-hmm. then they did another season <laughs> and the Psych. next season is far in the future and the aliens have taken over wow but they're not aliens it's yeah it's crazy good and mm. that season links back to all the others in ways you never expected so that's when you know writers are having fun yeah they did a really good job and um there was also an arg tied into the show where you could you could discover little clues throughout the show and find them in real life 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it, there were little bumpers during the commercial, like but before and after the commercial that had hidden messages in them. And I got you. And Leonard yeah. Nimoy was on it. Nice. I mean, who doesn't love who doesn't love Leonard? So I I don't know bad shows. Um, I mean, I, 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 mean, I, I don't particularly remember bad shows. I don't watch them because they're bad. Yeah. It. <laughs> trying to think of like convoluted mess shows with too many arcs. I think Supernatural was bad at times after season five. Uh, I don't think mm-hmm. it was garbage though i enjoy a crap ton of those episodes but i think the show was gold between one and five mm-hmm. i think after yeah i think after the the whole hell arc i think it started to go pretty downhill pretty uh, quick the leviathans were just awful but some of the best i mean that season had felicia day in it and her character was amazing on that show mm-hmm. okay um in my personal opinion walking dead first season was great second season that show became unwatchable yeah they fired the showrunner it, i know I, i'm just i say that right there it became a bad show for me I yeah just, nope, nope. i thought the first season was absolutely first season amazing. was awesome and then it completely it shat the bed well here's here's how i so i agree the best season was the first season i think season two and season three were good it was up until the mayor the the one with the mayor after that one i was like nope i keep hitting the wrong but i keep hitting the wrong button i'm sorry guys i'm gonna have to take your keyboard away from me if you keep doing that well i did it with my mouse so that's probably what you should take away yeah it's it's red well, sorry I go ahead where i was <laughs> you were talking about the mayor sorry everybody yeah the yeah. mayor was bad that's what yeah, the mayor was bad. That that season was terrible. I thought the whole Everything jail thing sucked. I thought it was genius. Pulling mm. up in a prison? I mean, I yeah, the idea is great, but the season wasn't very good. It got pretty... No. And that, the, the, the episode... I think immediately of that episode where everybody got the flu. Yeah, that's true. That was a pretty crap episode. I hardly, I hardly remember it. But when Carl's mom died, that was a great episode. I hated that bit. <laughs> Tell everybody about um, Lee's reaction to that. <laughs> so I was a bad mom, and I let her watch it with me. I think she was five or six. I don't know. She would watch The Walking Dead with me, and I'd be like, "That's not real." And she'd be like, "I know." Da, da, da. And so anyway, so that episode happens, and she's like, "Oh no!" She looks like visibly upset that his mom had died <laughs> that's his like, mom i know of all the things like she watched zombies get shot in the head she watched people get killed and eaten by zombies again i'm a terrible mother i know but nothing made her upset nothing made her cry nothing made her flinch until his mom died and then she was a mess oh mm-hmm. that's adorable yep and that's the story of how I'm a bad mom. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that, that show just got unwatchable for me after a while, and I stopped watching. So. so let's do some rapid fire around the table for some good episodic shows. I will start with Red Dwarf. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's continuity. Yeah, there's an <laughs> overall theme. But only when they want to. Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't really care otherwise. I mean, it's like season after season after season of them trying to find the Red Dwarf again i mean that's continuity i know but it just, it, it'll be what it wants to be <laughs> yeah buffy the vampire slayer yeah 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 mm-hmm. it, it, it had seasonal arcs 
because they had the mm-hmm. one big bad at the end. That was the closest it ever got. That was a full season of Arc. They were, they were, yeah. They, they might have had a couple of like minor bosses, but they all ended up filtering back to that big bad for the season. Yep. I mean, I think the the arc of the show that started in the second season and continued through the whole show was Spike's character development. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, then there was the whole Angel storyline, which started his own show. It's another good episodic show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Its arcs were more throughout, I think, but they mm-hmm. still had seasonal arcs. Yeah. And then they had that weird arc with the god. Oh, God. Yeah. But then they redeemed I'm it by doing so the whole Wolf from the Heart thing. That Irish actor died after their first season. Yeah. From, uh, he was I on Roseanne, him. too. I know. He was a fantastic character in that show. It made me sad. I'm not mm-hmm. over it. Uh, hashtag too soon. Yeah. Well, I just keep thinking of like Doyle. That was his character, right, Brian? Doyle? Yeah, Doyle. Yeah. Uh, let me he, look up the actor. He's such an interesting character. Um, and I just keep thinking like, because I didn't think Angel was great. I'm not going to lie. I thought Cordelia was like a cop out trying to pull two actors into the same show and yeah. stuff like that. Like, I didn't like it. Um, but I really liked Doyle. And Glenn he could have been through the mm. whole thing. He would it would have been so much better. Okay. Sorry, I have strong feelings about Angel as well. No, yeah, he fine. was on. He was on. Um, I didn't watch a lot of Angel to be honest. I um, I saw like I, I remember like when I was a kid because I watched I watched Buffy when I was pretty young. Like I was maybe like ten. Yeah. And I remember, and I just I don't know. I didn't get really sucked into Angel as much as I did with Buffy. I was like eighteen, and I had the hots for Angel. What the fuck? I was like, yeah, I watched everything he was on. Fair. I still think David Boreanaz was hot. <laughs> Wait, he? No, no, he is. He is very attractive. Like, not gonna lie, he is. Yep. Yeah. He's even better looking now. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's one of those people that like got hotter as he got older. Fucking bullshit genetics. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, I'm going to make a really bad joke. David, don't get too mad about it. You know what the most episodic nerdy show is? Star Trek. Your mom. Firefly. I was literally going to say that next. Oh, man. (laughs) That was literally my answer. Yeah, I mean, being that it never really had an opportunity to explore any arcs. Exactly. It couldn't do anything. (laughs) That's as episodic as it gets. Man. (laughs) Man. I was literally going to say that as my my answer. Oh, I think we have a topic for our next episode. We're definitely going to do Firefly next episode. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Hurting my soul with that one. You hurt my soul. It's true though. Sorry, still like they had some. They had some. They were setting up some some uh, season long story arcs, but unfortunately, we never got to explore them. Mm -hmm. I hate Fox for a lot of reasons, but that's one of the big ones. We all do. We all do. Murdoch. Fox gives us bones, and Bones was an excellent episodic show. Oh my god! You know what? You know what show I liked, and uh, this uh, of the same vein of of firefly that it was like building up for arc but it got canceled in the first season and that made me sad pushing up daisy no pushing up daisies oh yeah i thought that went to two no it did not oh or it did well maybe it went to two but still like it should have gone more than two i loved that show so much really sad hey stolas remember really earlier in our podcast we had those two people on that hosted that show where they talked about dead shows that only made it to one season yes that was a long time ago their podcast doesn't exist anymore i wish i could oh that's unfortunate 
Damn. I wonder if hmm. they brought it back. I haven't looked them up in a while, but it, it like faded. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that it was really sad. pushing up Daisy's ran two seasons. Huh. It's okay, cool. well, disqualified then. Get it out. <laughs> but yeah, one of was... my uh, favorite shows only ran two seasons too. Brian, do you remember what it was? Um, your favorite you show that the, ran two seasons. You bought me the DVD set. Ooh, ooh, can oh, I that guess? Didn't help. Can I guess? Yeah, you can guess. Dark Angel. No, that ran longer than two seasons. That's yeah. right. It was four, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, never mind. Your favorite show that ran two seasons. Mm-hmm. And I bought you the DVD. Mm-hmm. You've only bought me two sets of DVDs ever. What? Like two, he's going to remember that. Sets. Like he's going to remember that. What was it? Uh, Carnival. Oh, yeah. I liked that show. I can't I believe it ran only two seasons. Carnival. It was a very high budget show. It was so good. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why. Another one they did that was the other box that you got me, which was Dead Like Me. I thought that was a hilarious show. And they they actually continued it in a little movie. And it they never did? went anywhere. Yeah, there Aww. was a movie. Nah, you know what was a show that I liked that started out pretty episodic, but became a long story arc, I think, mm. was um, mm. iZombie. Mm. Oh yeah, they 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 had the slow crawl. I mean, they yeah. they had kind of the stuff happening in the background, but it was a slow crawl. I liked oh, it. I liked, I liked it. I liked yeah. it. I liked it a lot. No, yeah, I zombie was good. One of my favorite episodic ones has to be Thunder in Paradise. I can't remember the actress's name, but the. The character, the actor who played Liv Moore on iZombie is now on Ghosts on CBS, and it's good. Oh, yeah. That is also good. David, I've never heard of that one. Oh, it was great. It was uh, Hulk Hogan in, uh, in, in with a speedboat solving crime. Mm-hmm. What show was this? <laughs> it's called That's Thunder in Paradise. I remember that. Yes! The theme song was epic. <laughs> it's like Magnum P.I. with Hulk Hogan. Yes! <laughs> Oh my god, do you know what my favorite episodic show when I was a kid was? What? I fucking loved the shit out of Tales of, from the Crypt Keeper. Oh, fuck. Tales that from the Crypt, sweetheart. Doesn't surprise the Crypt me. Keeper. Oh, the fine. Car- Tales from the Crypt. Tales I'm so sorry. Keeper was the name of the cartoon. I'm so sorry. Tales from the Crypt Keeper was the name of the cartoon. It okay. actually was oh. a show. Well, oh. I watched Tales Were from the Crypt. Were you talking about the cartoon? No, the... I was talking about the crip with the creepy with the creepy with the creepy dude. He, okay? he likes the crip keeper so much that he fit into the name. Yeah. Yes. That was probably one of my favorite episodic things I would watch. And I was a kid too when I watched that. Like I was a child. Me. I so don't I. really remember. We didn't ha- we never had HBO, but I, I know I watched them later. I think maybe teens. See, I grew up with you... Nickelodeon and Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. yeah. Are you afraid of the dark? We wait we, we yeah, waited up for nine o'clock every Friday to watch yeah. that one. I um, love it. Used and to they, scare the pants they off. They did the kids. Sixth Sense twist long before the Sixth Sense did it. They did, <laughs> yeah. They did. they did. Do any of you guys remember that show? Um, hold on, hold on, Stolas. I keep Jesus trying to say Christ, something. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was trying to say Tales from the Crypt was on HBO. And the funny story about HBO is that we didn't really have it. Um, my uh, stepdad, Chuck, uh, the cable people accidentally turned it on and never like charged him for it from the moment they set up his cable. And so we had HBO for free and it was the only channel that he watched. And we used to joke that they were going to find out that we had it for free and take it away and that he would cry and break down and call them and pay $40 a month so he could watch it. Who was this? Chuck. Chuck? Mm -hmm. Gosh. See, nowadays you pay the cable guy 50 bucks while he's installing it and asking me to do that for you. (laughs) Well, no, you can't do it 
it like that anymore. Like the, the all that's done at like headquarters now. We're talking like the old school, like the switches and the thing. I know. But yeah, no, he he loved HBO and he never paid for it. And you want to know how long he didn't pay for it? For over 20 years. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, my neighbor growing up next door had cable and my dad would pay her of like 20 or 30 bucks a month to let us split her line with her. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Okay, Stolas, you may continue. Do any of you guys remember that show where the kids would write like stuff on a computer and it was like a computer ghost? Ghostwriter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I watched that along with Carmen San Diego. I'm trying to remember, was that was that more of a story arc show or was it more episodic? No, it was episodic. Yeah, it I was, was like, episodic. I remember it being a little bit. Yeah, they, they were telling specific stories every time. It wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I haven't thought about that show in ages. Whoa. Okay. How about, I think we've all seen this, Degrassi. No, sorry. I'm you guys didn't old. watch Degrassi? Nope. No, Brian and I are too old, man. Oh no, that's I right. Thought, I thought I'm Degrassi young. was the '90s. It was. It was, but I wasn't watching that shit at that time. I didn't have access to it. I learned about it long later. I never had access to it. Um, at that point, I was watching like horror movies and porn, so I had no interest in that. Um, new episodic show or arc show or whatever. I wanted to bring up uh, the Midnight Club on Netflix. It's the new. Oh, yeah, Mike- is it good? It's the new Mike Flanagan horror show and it's very very good but it's horror mm-hmm. for ya mm-hmm. um so not house on the hill or it, haunted, whatever i would screen it just because i think it's made for teens but the subject matter is hard i wouldn't say it's like shocking or controversial or anything it's um it's about dying kids oh yeah yeah, I know yeah. about that. Yeah. Well, you would have no interest in yeah. Oof. Yeah. You'd have oof. no interest in watching that. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's um but um lots of Are any of them younger than teenagers? They're all teenagers. Okay. But it's all um it's it it's about um there's a lot of um talk about drugs and queer and it's based in the 90s. It's it's very mm-hmm. very good. It's very good. I've been enjoying it. Okay. Um, the concept is that they're in a, they're in a hospice and they meet at midnight every night and they tell scary stories. Um, but the stories are very short parts of the episodes. So you get the story and then you get them and the story tells you about the life of the person who is telling it. Like you learn about like the bad stuff that's happened to them and stuff like that and how they feel about being sick and stuff like that. So it's it's very meaningful. It it's very unclear if anything really supernatural is going on because these kids are dying and on lots of drugs and they might be hallucinating. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's good and I like Mike Flanagan. He did not do bad and he he targeted this for teenagers. It's made for teens. It's a it's a YA book adapted, but I think it's a I think some of the parts are a little simplistic and you can tell it's a YA story, but. I think it's pretty good. Okay. Do you oh, know what? The first episode has the Guinness Belt Book World Record for number of jump scares. Really? Yeah. Uh, Mike Flanagan decided to. That is interesting. To, 
Mike Flanagan decided to point a middle fiddle finger at the studios and, and because they always ask him for jump scares and horror. And he said, fine, I'll put all of them in one episode and made and actually got the Guinness Book World Record for it. And he did it in a way that is a meta commentary on jump scares. Well, now I have to fucking watch it. Yeah. Wow. Very interesting. Every you know time what? You go every time you go, OK, it screams at you again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did he? Is he the one that also did Midnight Mass? Yeah, and which is completely different. It's not episodic at all. And this is not connected to the haunting of Hill House, haunting of Bly Man Manor, or Midnight Mass. It doesn't have anything to do with those. Do the other ones have something to do with each other? I don't know yet. There's a they're a trilogy of themes. They're not connected story like. They're hit, they're like an art collect like you know how like artists will hang three paintings on the wall next to each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a trilogy of themes. Okay. It's sort of like how um um help me out Edgar Wright Simon um, Pegg I have no idea bro Edgar oh, Wright um, Simon Pegg yeah zombies uh, hot fuzz oh oh um uh uh um Shaun of the Dead. Shot of the Dead, Shot Hot Fuzz, World's End is a trilogy of yeah, themes. Yeah, the, mm -hmm. the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. 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 Um, so it, so most of the same actors are in all of them playing different characters, and each movie has a different theme, but they go together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and we're at time. So it is that part of the episode where we are going to... Uh, we. It is uh, for time for tales from the extra dimensional portal, 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 and oh, portal, 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 portal. <laughs> the nice thing about this episode is our equipment is working, and we are going to be able to dial in and talk to one of the characters in one of the um, one of the um, shows we're we're talking about today. Um, we are going to talk um, to Sinclair from Babylon Five. David, you're the only one capable of talking to him because I don't so, think we've got that far. So, um, David, I want oh, you to reach God. out to Sinclair. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna it dial has in here. Been a long fucking time. Okay. Oh, okay. Let me uh, set that up. Uh, Sinclair. I think I spelled that right. Um. Uh, uh, hello. <laughs> God damn it. Mouse again. <laughs> Mouse. <laughs> you don't know how to do anything. You can only dial I, mouse. When you got him on speed dial, you want to watch what I type next time? No. <laughs> Hi, good Mouse. Good, good boy, Mouse. Good how you boy? doing? Are you the best boy? <laughs> yeah. How's Maggie? I want to give you some head pat. No, Maggie's hmm. not good. Uh oh. oh. What's, what's wrong with Maggie? Hmm. Oh, is she not there right now? Both. Are you by yourself? Oof. Oh, mm -hmm. you're sad. Oh, hi, mister. <laughs> Leave mister alone, mouse. So how did the uh, talk with Sinclair go? Um, great. Yeah, it was wonderful. We uh we dialed in Sinclair and got mouse again. Yeah, Comedy because David doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Apparently I am bad at typing on this keyboard. <laughs> So we talked about episodic versus arcs. You know, sometimes episodic shows have gags that show up in every episode. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they have long form stories that can be stitched together like a movie. Um, and it was fun to talk about them. Um, I have been Super Vegan Brian. I was joined by Stoles. Bye, everyone. Somnambulous. <laughs>
<laughs> David the Bulbather. Bye, everyone. And Curse Smurferica. Bye. See, uh, my voice reverberated off the gravity of the black hole. That's right. <laughs> stay, stay nerdy. nerdy. Stay informed. Stay informed. And stay awesome. Stay awesome. 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 Um, uh, uh, er- Erica, say goodbye. Brian, cut her off. Nope. Show. Will you be the podcast? Will you be the podcast?